Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. We are back in the studio after a a great time uh, last week, a week ago today, in that beautiful building we were in. Thank you, Jenny. It was a great show. We did our Decade with Dave show, and a lot of you came out. I thought it was really fun. It was a different show for us. It was, and it was a, uh, we could proudly say it was a sellout. It was. Um, we had, you know, we could put we had put two thousand people if we just put people all all the way to the back. But we had, um, we had, we were set up in the atrium there, and and it was, um, we did some tours of the building, and that was nice. We looked at our new MRI machine, and we're going to talk about that today. Uh-huh. But we took some folks in to look at uh, the radiology department and some of the clinics, and even some of the ORs. And many of you got a coffee mug with my mug on it. Um, you got the white decade with Dave mug. Take a picture of yourself with it. Do a selfie and, and uh, tweet it to me at Dr. David Hilden, and uh, we'll put it on the hospital's website. Maybe you don't want to be on the hospital's. Maybe <laughs> it's not like the police department's mug shot. Site. No, maybe you want to be. But uh, take a, take a selfie with you and your decade with Dave mug. Tweet it to me at Dr. David Hilden. That's on Twitter, or you could always just email it to me at Healthy Matters. Uh, at HCMed. That's the email. Healthy Matters at HCMed.org. Just take a picture and send it of your of your decade with Dave Mug and we'll uh we'll put it on the hospital's website. The, you know the, the radio show was uh, last week was just the the kickoff to our, our Here for Health series, which is a series of three more community health sessions in the new clinic and specialty center. There will be one Thursday, July twelfth that I will be leading. It's one that I dubbed how to live to 100 or die trying. So I'm going to be given a lighthearted look at trying to stay healthy. And at that same show on July 12th, Dr. Jake Matlock, he is a gastroenterologist. He's the guy that does your colonoscopy. He'll be there to talk about the, get this, the ins and outs of gastrointestinal health. Oh, these are groaner titles, I know. But Jake's a great guy. He's a good speaker. You'll learn a ton from um, from Dr. Matlock. Sign up for free. The sessions are free. Uh, but you do need to go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health to sign up so we know how many will be coming. These will be a, l- a little smaller events than the, than the show last week. We can't take hundreds of people. There is limited seating. And already there's, I don't know, 20 or 30 people signed up for that, sh- that session. So go today so you can get in. HennepinHealthcare.org slash here for health and uh, sign up for the, the community health series. You can always go to my blog site as well at healthy, myhealthymatters.org. So happy Father's Day, Danny. And to you, David. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Happy to Father's Day to everybody uh, who's got a kid or serves in the role model. Uh, you men out there who serve as role models for, for children's important job. And so, uh, I have a couple of little choppers who aren't little choppers anymore, but happy Father's Day to everybody and to my own dad. We're going to talk about radiology today, Dan. Okay. Have you ever had an MRI? Uh, yes, I did. Have you? Years ago. In yeah. fact, through Hennepin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, many of you out there maybe had an MRI and, um, we're, and don't know what it is or what's that tube about or why are you, what, what do we use that for and what's the difference between that and a CT scan? So at, at Hennepin Healthcare, we have, 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say the best radiology department in the region. And that's not coincidence. It didn't just happen. You're wondering how that happened. Aren't you the county hospital in downtown Minneapolis? Well, we seriously have the most responsive radiology department. And we also have um, the best equipment. And equipment isn't, isn't all it is. It's, it's the radiologists. It's the techs and everything. But we're going to talk a little bit about what makes our radiology department so great and specifically about MRI. I'll tell a little story about my own MRI in a little bit. But let me introduce my guest first. Perhaps the guy most responsible for that radiology department is Dr. Chip Truitt. Hi, Chip. Good to have you here. Dave, thanks very much. It's a privilege to be here. Did I say the right thing? Are you the best radiology department in town? We have the best radiologists <laughs> and the best equipment and the best technologists yeah. and nurses yeah. and front desk. Yeah, it's not because uh, I'm, uh, Dr. Truitt's sitting here and telling me. I've, I've experienced it as a physician at Hennepin. And, and when I need help... I could call any one of these guys to help me out. I don't know what half of this, these pictures mean, and so they all of them help me out. And Dr. Truitt is an internationally recognized um, leader in radiology and is indeed the chief of the department. So he is responsible for uh, for the department. You are a neuroradiologist. That That's what you do? I am. What the heck's that, Chip? So within radiology, there are many subspecialties, and mine is neuro, which is brain and spine imaging, and in particular, pediatric neuro, brain and spine imaging of children. And we see a fair number of children come through Hennepin for trauma and other reasons. And so um, it's important to have people with neuroradiology skills. To my left here is Dr. Gopal Punjabi, and he's got skills in the rest of the body that are unparalleled. And uh, we fend off the poaching practices Around the, the Twin Cities. The poaching practices him. to try to get Dr. Punjabi. He is indeed our second guest. Both of these guys have been in the studio before. Dr. Gopal Punjabi is one of our radiologists. He is also one of my go-to guys. So if I ever have a question, I, you know, unfortunately, we know how to get a hold of his cell phone or his pager. I say, Gopal, what does this mean? Dr. Punjabi is a radiologist at Hennepin County, at Hennepin Healthcare. What, tell us more about your practice. What do you specialize in in kind of advanced imaging is my impression. Good morning, David. It's uh, fun. It's really good to be here again. And uh, I, sp- I specialize mostly in body imaging um, and trauma. Uh, I also look at uh, cardiac imaging. Yeah, you do hearts and the like, yes. don't you? Yeah. I think you looked at my heart MRI one time too. So, so the reason I said I had an MRI once, and I'm going to tell you why that is. I, I, I had it just a few weeks ago, and I was feeling pretty good. But Hennepin Healthcare has um, a new facility, as as regular listeners to the show know, and we got a we installed the newest MRI machine, and um, apparently you guys needed to practice or something, and so I had a whole body MRI, and I I'm gonna tell you about that experience later in the show when we talk about the experience of getting an MRI. So before we get into the nuts and bolts and the nitty gritty of how MRIs work, I want to just Say why did why was it necessary to get a new machine now, Doctor Truitt? Or tell us about why what is special about that particular machine? So there's a couple of reasons. Uh, first, we opened up this fabulous new outpatient center, the Clinic and Specialty Center, and we've positioned this magnet right between orthopedics and the cancer center, and it's basically for on-demand MRI for those patients. So somebody might be seen in the orthopedic clinic and have potential anterior cruciate ligament tear or follow-up in the cancer center and uh, they need to get a follow-up exam and we're trying to make it all same day and trying to make it efficient. This new scanner takes the scan time down because of something called compressed sense we'll get into later, but it takes the scan times down dramatically. So a brain MRI now 
takes 10 to 12 minutes. A musculoskeletal MRI of your knee or shoulder or something on the order of less than 15 minutes now to do. And it's the same quality. It's a three Tesla machine. It's ultimate quality and uh, uh, spatial and uh, uh, imaging resolution that just gives you a spectacular image. And we can do that almost in and out now. It's not quite as fast as a CT scanner. But it's getting much, much it's getting faster. Better. So. And it's not our first MRI machine now. Since, since I've been here, since I've known you've been here, we have imaging at our Whittier location, at our downtown hospital campus, and at the, the clinic and specialty center. You have MRIs in these locations. Well, at the hospital, we really need two scanners because if one goes down and invariably something always Managed to happen where, or the scanner's busy and we have an The emergency. scanner goes down. That's why they have duct tape, Dr. Truett. Don't yes. you just put duct tape on this, we this need, machine? We need non-ferromagnetic duct tape, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we can't afford to not have a scanner in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we have two in the, in the hospital. And then Whittier opened up several years ago, probably 10 years ago now, and we put one there and that machine is constantly full because we have a whole group of patients that come through Whittier and – it's a larger bore magnet and uh, it puts out spectacular images and so we're very fortunate. This is our fourth scanner and uh, as you know, imaging is an increasing part of everything that goes on. The, the uh, imaging is so valuable at uh, discerning whether somebody needs to come into the house, so to speak, uh, be admitted or whether they can go home or how soon they can go home from the hospital and as well determining the course and prognosis of their therapy. So you guys are both radiologists, so you're physicians who went to special training in radiology. Go, Paul, well, well, tell me just before we get into the MRI, that's going to be what we're doing immediately after the break. Tell us how you became a radiologist. Where did you go to school? Well, I went to med school in India, and then I came here to Minnesota because I really love winter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I did my residency training at the University of Minnesota. I did my internship at Hennepin, and uh, I've been working at Hennepin County Medical Center since 2006. And uh, this man here has been my trainer, has been my mentor. Uh, Dr. Truitt has? Yes. Wow. So he hired you? Did he hire you? I I would like to think that the people of Hennepin County hired me. But he was certainly <laughs> the instrument. He was the one. He was on the – so how, how much training does it take? How long did you have to train to become a neuroradiologist, Chip? So four years of medical school. Right. And then uh, I did – five years of radiology or an internship in four years, and then two years of neuroradiology. So he's like, he was like 49 years old and you finally got your first job. Is that right? As usual, you underestimate. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk um, after the break. We're going to talk a little bit about, first of all, how an MRI works. And then secondly, why you might get one. What are the clinical indications and what you might expect if you need to get an MRI? All right, very good. As we head to this break, let me give uh, our phone number and our text number if you want to join in. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Raining, maybe where you are, maybe even a thunderstorm in the vicinity. Our CCO temperature reading, 78. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. And here once again is Dr. David Hilden and guests. We are talking about uh, radiology and imaging, and we've been chatting with Dr. Gopal Punjabi and Dr. Chip Truitt from the Department of Radiology at Hennepin Healthcare. Okay, physics lesson time, everybody. <laughs> Gopal, what, how does an MRI work? What does it stand for, and how does it work? 
So MRI stands for Magnetic Resonance Imaging. And MR physics is one of the most beautiful things that you can think it's of. The, okay. Uh, There's it, a whole bunch of people right now drinking their coffee thinking physics is beautiful? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. But it's also very, very complicated. It's not like you're a nerd or anything, Dr. Punjabi. I have to admit <laughs> that I am a nerd. <laughs> Gosh, the radiology party, the radiology party, you know, holiday parties must just be like a major nerd fest. (laughs) They're at Dr. Truitt's house. So they're a lot of fun. But, um, okay, so the physics of MRI. So I'll try to do this uh, really fast and brief. So um, basically, when you go into a magnetic uh, resonance imaging scanner, you're going inside of a coil and a coil of wires. Um, And if you remember from high school physics, when you run electricity through a coil, you generate a magnetic field. And you're sitting in the middle of that magnetic field. Uh, The protons in your body line up with the magnetic field. And then we send a little energy pulse that changes their orientation. And when you take away the the protons, and when you take away the energy pulse, they tend to line back up with the magnetic field. When they line back up with the magnetic field, they let off a little signal. We detect the signal and process it electronically and make the image. So it's literally moving protons all lining up. Literally, it's moving protons, yes. Okay, so when I had my MRI a month ago, you, you screwed up my protons. That's, uh, that doesn't sound right. Uh, doesn't, is it safe? <laughs> MRI is completely safe. It and is? Clinical MRI, the way we do it, has been tested very, very extensively and is completely safe. We do use contrast sometimes. In your MRI, we did not use dye, right. but sometimes we use contrast, and that can have certain issues if your kidneys are not working, but the magnet itself does not cause any lasting damage that we know of. Okay, so it's your protons are lining up, and then they're moving, and they, is, that, is that what lets off the banging noise? If you've had an MRI out there, you know what I'm talking about. You're lying there, and it goes bang, 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 bang. That's What's the, with that? That is the uh, gradients which we use to change your change the lining up of your magnets. And those gradients have to vibrate, move very, very quickly. And that is what gives you that banging noise. I'm just like speechless. So how does it make pictures? We need those gradients to change the magnetic field locally. So the big field, that's all of the wheat being blown in one direction. Like a big wheat field and they're all leaning the same way. All those protons leaning the same way. And we need to change them ever so slightly. But we need to do it in three directions, in three dimensions so that we can spatially locate where each proton is. And the computer can do that through sophisticated mathematics, and then it generates an image. Wow. So how does that differ from what many people also have heard of, and it's a similar-looking machine, a CT scan? MRI uses an energy on the electromagnetic spectrum, if you will. Visible light is one of the things on there. Ultrasound is another thing on there. An X-ray is another thing. In an X-ray machine where we collimate the beam or or hone the beam to be very finite like a laser beam is called a CT scanner. We use almost the same mathematics to generate the images on that machine in three dimensions as we do on an MRI. It's a big computer. It's a magnificent computer uh, working at full speed. And uh, now what's so spectacular about CT is that we can now break down the X-ray beam, just like when you hold a crystal of light, a crystal up to the light, and you can see the prism effect Mm -hmm. of the colors, the rainbow of colors. We can now do that with the rainbow of the X-ray spectrum. And we have a new scanner called the ICON. It's a uh, spectral CT, and it is 
off the charts. It's spectacular, and only Hennepin has it. Not only does only Hennepin have it, only Hennepin has two of them. Mm. So most patients that come through Hennepin that get a CT scan are experiencing the spectral CT, which has made an absolute quantum leap in CT imaging for radiology and for the patients of Hennepin County. So so answer me this about the technology. A CT scan uses radiology. If I'm not mistaken, Queen Victoria was on the throne of, of Britain when radio, when x-rays were discovered. So that sounds like a relatively old technology, whereas the MRI sounds, I can barely understand it, and I took a lot of physics, brand new. Wrong. How is there still – okay, is it wrong? So how is there still a role for the x-ray how technology? Long, how long has the – I'm wrong about Queen Victoria? No. How long has this radio station been going on? How long have radio waves been going on? 100 years, Danny? Are we talking Marconi or are we talking CCO? Marconi. <laughs> we're talking so close to 100 talking, years. Exactly. Really. Well, that's the precursor of the MRI. The FM radio or the AM radio puts out a radio wave. Now, you generate that wave. We put the energy in to line up the protons and then your body generates those signals. Mm-hmm. But at heart, it's the same kind of thing. So it's not. So it's the computers. The, the computers that were. It's are new, new mathematics. Yes, it's the computer that can do all this so sophisticated math uh, in such a quick manner. That's that's interesting. Fascinating. So if if um, if MRIs are now so fast and they're they're available, we have four of the four of them at Hennepin. Um, why don't we do it more often? Gopal? We are heading in the direction of using MRIs more. And uh, in general, though, um, CT scanners are great when you want a really fast answer. For example, in trauma, where minutes make a big difference because a CT scan takes about five seconds. Yeah, if you're bleeding in your head or something. Something like that. Uh, CT is good for big picture when you want to scan your entire body, for example. MRI scanning the entire body is is a little tricky and also will take time and, and so on. Uh, MRI is great when you want to focus and hone in on a particular organ or a particular part of your anatomy and you want a detailed answer to a very specific question. Um, so that is – it's a very broad generalization mm-hmm. but, but it kind of, kind of works some, most yeah, of the time. The other day I, I, I had a, a man who, was, who had belly problems. He got a CT of his belly you know, because we didn't know anything at that point. He just came with belly problems and one of the things it found was a, a, a little mass on his right kidney and then we did follow it up with a dedicated MRI of just that area. Exactly. I think that's what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly, dude. All right. We're talking about MRI and radiology with Dr. Chip Truitt and Dr. Gopal Punjabi from Hennepin Healthcare's Department of Radiology. We're specifically talking about MRI. And if you have had one, you have a question about it. Do you have a question for a radiologist about anything, but um, particularly about MRI or CT scans, um, we would welcome your calls and texts too. And we're going to talk a lot more after the top of the hour break about the specifics of it, about what you can expect when you get one and what types of conditions we would um, we would order it for. I do want to talk to you a little bit about um, what's coming up this summer. As as listeners probably know, we're in our 10th year on the air here. We did our, our live Decade with Dave show. We're looking for your pictures. Um, uh, email them to us or tweet them to drdavidhilden. That's our Twitter, my Twitter account. Or you can email them to healthymatters at hcmed.org. You can do that. And and be sure to sign up for the Here for Health series. The next session or the first one in the community health sessions is July 12th. It's a Thursday evening. 
I'll be there doing my How to Live to Be 100 or Die trying show, and Dr. Jake Matlock will be there to talk about the ins and outs of gastrointestinal health, which sounds like an appetizing conversation piece on a Thursday evening. These are free. Parking's free. Everything's free, and it's at the Clinic and Specialty Center. If you are curious, maybe you know you want to just learn a little more, get out of the house. You can drive. You can downtown. That's easy because you can just park right on site and and learn from some experts. Um, it's it, it's on the first floor of our Clinic and Specialty Center in downtown. Minneapolis. And the next one is July 12th. There's also one in August and September. We have things like women's heart health. We have dermatology. We have acupuncture and chiropractic. We have all kinds of good topics. So it's all available, including the free RSVP at hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health. Very good. We have to take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go. Just a reminder, there is an excessive heat warning remaining in effect for the Twin Cities until 7 tonight. And we mentioned it earlier that young children and pets should never be left unattended in vehicles under any circumstances. Some rain, thunderstorms may be where you are. Our current Twin City temperature reading 78. However, we are heading for 92 or close to it later on this afternoon. 78 right now. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of uh, Healthy Matters this Sunday morning. Happy Father's Day to all the dads and to you, Dr. Hilden, as well. And to you, Denny. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, everybody. And for those that joined us a little bit late, who did you bring with you today? I have Drs. Uh, Gopal Punjabi and Chip Truitt. They are from the Department of Radiology at Hennepin Healthcare. Um, uh, Dr. Truitt is the chief of radiology and has built a department that we're very proud of at, at Hennepin Healthcare. Um, you, when when you need um, an imaging study, whether it's an MRI, which is what we've been talking about today, or a CT scan or an ultrasound, or maybe it's a mammogram, we've got you covered in our healthcare system. Uh, and Dr. Truitt and Dr. Punjabi are, are integral to that. We're talking a little bit about MRIs today. And we did our physics lesson in the first half of the show. We got Marconi and Queen Victoria in our conversations about uh, – about imaging, I wasn't sure who Marconi was, but you're a radio guy. You know, he's the guy who did the. Um, and off air, we have to get one more. Can we get one more historical reference? Um, uh, ultrasound. Who invented that, Doctor Truett? Or wasn't it all uh, Wi-Fi? A Wi-Fi, we Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. We were talking about Wi-Fi. Who invented Wi-Fi? Well, it wasn't exactly Wi-Fi, but the precursor to Wi-Fi was actually actress uh, Hedy Lamarr. <laughs> Who, strangely, she was a physicist uh, and brilliant, and came up with the uh, the alternating or switching frequencies concept that was the precursor to Wi-Fi, and she helped or offered it to the Defense Department back in the World War II era to be able to defeat the enemy defenses against torpedoes by alternating the frequency that we would send to guide these torpedoes. I did not know that. I had heard something like that. So we've got Hedy Lamar, Queen Victoria, and Marconi in this show. That's fantastic. Okay, we have Dr. Truitt um, uh, and Dr. Punjabi here. Let's talk about the MRI itself, the machine, and what you go through. So maybe, Gopal, talk us through. When you go to get an MRI, what can a patient expect? Well, you should expect a friendly greeting always. Okay. And uh, you will speak to the technologist before the exam. The technologist will change you and will make sure that all Into a better version of yourself? <laughs> all, all the paperwork has been filled out. We are extremely careful about MRI safety. You know, the magnet is very, very powerful. It's about 60,000 times more powerful than Earth's magnet. 
and anything you know anything in there that's magne- that's ferromagnetic is going to fly so we want to make sure that you're absolutely safe to go into the magnet so the the technologist will go through a checklist to make sure that you're okay to go into the magnet once we feel that you're okay then we put you in the it's it's a big tube uh, you lay down on a, on a little table tabletop and it slides into the magnet you should expect to spend anywhere between 15 to 30, 35 minutes in the magnet. And we want to cut this down. We've been cutting this down as we go. You may get an IV or you may not get an IV depending on whether or not you need dye for the MRI. Uh, You should be able to listen to the music of your choice, whatever your choice may be. And uh, the one of of the most wonderful things about the magnet and the imaging center is uh, the ambient experience that we can provide. So you can select, and, and you have had this experience, you can select from where you want to be if you want to be in the Seychelles or if you want to be in Hawaii, and it gives you this ambient light and, and uh, these pictures that make make it hopefully a little better. Uh, we understand that it's a stressful experience for everyone to go into a magnet. And yeah, you're in a little to... tube. Yeah, that? that can be stressful. You're in a little tube. I do have to say, um, I have had an MRI of my knee many years ago, and I'm a, I don't know, it's a teeny bit weird to go into the, my head didn't have to go in because it was my knee. But the tube wasn't all that big, and you wear, I was wearing the headphones, but other than that, you're, I was just staring at the top of the tube. This was 20 years ago, easy. It wasn't at Hennepin. And then when I had this one last week in the new one, it was totally different. You had a little panel on the wall of where, like you said, the Seychelles Islands. That's what I picked. You know, so you can, you show a little slideshow. There's moving pictures. There's music. I watched the water lapping up on the shore. I didn't realize I was, realize I was in that tube. So for people who are claustrophobic or even a little freaked out about the enclosed quarters, it's kind of gone now with this machine. And I have to tell you, David, that you were sleeping for a little bit. I know. I think I did actually yeah, fall I, I asleep. I could hear you snoring. Could you? Was I snoring? <laughs> Just for a little bit. You know, if you're, if you're claustrophobic, it's not, it's not your fault. I mean, that, that thing is a small tube. But with this new magnet and with the new ambient environment, we hope to make it easier for people. The new tubes, first of all, are bigger. And the magnets are getting shorter. And... In the old days, these were utilitarian in design, whatever worked for us to get the patients through the exam. But now it's all about the patient, patient-centered care. We're focused on the patient experience. Hennepin, I think, has been leading the way in that regard, but radiologists all over the country have grabbed onto this patient-centered care effort, and most radiology groups are focused on this and really making the experience an experience rather than a task I think that was um, completely how it was. It was all about what made the best pictures and what made the best experience for the doctors. I think that's how, that's kind of a generalization in healthcare over you know the last several decades. And I didn't. That was. Um, I think that's completely changed. At least it completely changed in my experience getting my MRI last month. I um, heck, I fell asleep like you said. That's kind of embarrassing. I was snoring in my MRI, Denny. Hey, now we have uh, some listener questions, and I want to talk uh, a lot of them on the text lines, and some phone calls are coming through as well. So I want to get to those. But um, a lot of them center around the safety issue and the metal. And I'm going to tell listeners a little story. Um, you know, you can't have something metal in there because it's a magnet. So that makes sense at some level. But I think, Dr. Truett, I think you had every employee of the hospital or at least doctors watch a little video 
um, about safety, and it was something had something. There was a piece of metal in there, and I think it involved a watermelon or something. And, and you showed what could happen if if we weren't safe about it. So explain why that matters, and 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 what the problem is with having metal with you. And then I'm going to get into some specific um, questions from listeners about that topic. Why is that so important? Metal is very important, and there's three reasons metal is important. One, the most obvious, is the ballistic or the missile effect of something that is ferromagnetic, something that a horseshoe magnet that you would hold in your hand like a paperclip that you could pick up. So that we can't have things like that running through the scanner. Uh, it's partly to it could damage the scanner, but more importantly, it could hurt somebody. Right. And there have been a few, you know, in the world, there have been a few instances of things that, thank God, it hadn't been. We haven't. Uh, but uh, there have been things, and that's why we go to painstaking uh, questions of the patients, and I'm sure it drives patients nuts, but we can't have somebody walk in. If they were a welder and they have a fleck of metal in their eye that they're not even aware of, we Would it can't come out that. of their eye? It could do worse than come out of their eye. Yeah, so we yeah. have to take that seriously. Somebody that's older and has an aneurysm clip from 30 years ago before they were ferro- non-ferromagnetic, we can't have that rotate in the magnet and – shear off an aneurysm clip or something like that. So that's one of the three. The second is any metal, regardless of whether it's ferromagnetic, which just means that it's magnetic, so to speak, will cause a perturbation in the picture. And if it's in the field of view that we're looking at, if it's in your you know skin near your head, like a surgical clip from a craniotomy, and we're examining your knee, well, then it's not a problem. But if it's in your head and we're examining your brain, then obviously it can cause some alteration in the picture. So children with uh, braces, we have to be concerned about it. It's not that it's a risk. It's just that we can't see too much because the braces cause all this artifact. And the final thing is with the millennial generation, there has been this explosion of implantable um, cosmetic devices. So nose rings, ear rings, things like that. Piercings. Piercings, which – the way the magnet works, it's focusing a lot of energy and that energy, if it focuses right on a piece of metal like that, can cause an injury or a burn. And so we have to be exquisitely careful about that. So we try not to ever allow anybody in with such a thing and if it's metal, it's metal. And so we have to be very, very careful about that I never thought that of that. Stuff. I never thought of that. We have, a, we have questions from the text line about that topic. Um, about various things. So here's one that we'll just kind of go through some of these quickly. If you have three cardiac stents, can you have an MRI? Of course, it depends on which stents, but by and large, stents are not a contraindication most of the time. We try not to do them immediately after they're placed, before they're secured in place by overgrowth of endothelial and things like that. But generally, so in general, stents are okay, but it, maybe not right off the bat. Is that because they move? And not every stent. The early stents in the vessels uh, had some steel in them and stuff, so they were a problem. How about this? Here's another. This is from a listener. I have titanium fusion cages in my spine and a hip replacement, and I think that's cobalt. Could I still have an MRI with all that junk in me? The hip replacement should be fine with one exception – that if you're going to be scanning the pelvis, then you need to tailor the sequences a little bit so you can get uh, diagnostic quality images. So the pictures might not be as good, but you can do it with a hip replacement. Yes, hip replacements are not, are not a problem. Is cobalt – do they make hips out of cobalt? You know, I'm not entirely – I thought they were I, titanium I, and stainless well, I think, steel. I think there are several flavors and I think most of those by and large are more of an issue for TSA than they are for us. All right. 
We need to take a quick break as usual. We will be back with more. We'll pick up on your phone calls and text messages as we uh, come back from our break. Overcast may still be raining where you are, but our temperature here on CCO has moved to 80 degrees. And welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. Here again is Dr. Hilden. And, Doctor, should we get to the phones before we run out Let's of time? Let's do that. Jill has been waiting there in Little Canada with a question. Thank you, Jill. What is your question? Yeah, I recently had an MRI of my shoulder done. And during the MRI, I became aware of not pain, but just um, just became aware of where my crown is in my mouth. And then that evening after I got home, I actually did have just a lot of aching in that area. Is that have you heard of that? Is and why would that happen? Uh, you know, I have actually not heard of that. Thank you for your question, Jill. By the way, but um, I have not heard of that. But I would assume that it would be because of uh, uh, heating or energy deposition in the crown, potentially, Doctor Truitt. Those aren't metal, are they? No, a crown is uh, the implant has a little metal thing in it, a, a tooth implant. So I, I I don't know if it was. Perhaps a filling or a crown or an implant or whatever, but uh, and it may be that this crown has some. If it's not metal, then it would, then it would make no sense. So there has to be some metal there, and I, I agree with Dr. Punjabi. It's a question of a little bit of energy from the magnet got deposited there, uh, and it heated up just a little bit. It's not particularly a risk, but uh, yeah, we've heard anecdotal stories. It's not you know well documented, but uh, I can't deny what uh, any. Given patients, right? And she Jill. said she had a sensation. Jill had a yeah. sensation during that she kind of. She said it didn't hurt, but it kind of felt something. And that's an interesting one. It I, may not be a bad idea to get it checked out by a dentist. I would assume. Yeah, I, I would. Many do that. times we have patients that feel some particular warmth, or they've had some metal or something, uh, such as in a hip replacement, and we monitor them during the exam between. Pulse sequences, we ask them how they're doing, and if they feel heat or whatever, we pull them out uh, by all Because you, you're communicating with the technician, aren't you? One, you're having your MRI. They can talk to you. The MR technologist is talking to the patient. Interestingly, the new machine talks to you. Uh, it does the talking on its own, and we pick the language. Yeah, this machine talked to me. So, you know, Arkel Giorgio was in uh, recently as well, not as a patient, as a reporter. And uh, we switched the, uh, the language to Greek. In the middle of the scan, she was fabulous. So. <laughs> That's fantastic because when you're in there, you don't know what's going on. I think a British woman was speaking to me during mine. You know, the, the machine talks to you and tells you what's going to happen. At least that at was our your new choice. That, that was your choice. I think I said pick the British woman. That's who I want. Don't like some some Greek guy. You know. Okay, let's go. Thank you, Jill, for your call. Here's a from lots more from listeners. I have a pacemaker. Can I have an MRI? Uh, depends. Um, there are newer pacemakers. It really depends. That's a definite a maybe. That is a definite maybe, and we want to be very, very careful. We go to great lengths to check out the brand of the pacemaker, and then we have resources that we have to check whether it's MRI safe or not. Used to be that all pacemakers were not safe. That's not true. Some pacemakers you can, and some pacemakers you can't. And also with pacemakers, sometimes we have to change the protocol of the scan because there are limitations to how long the scan can be and so on and so forth. There's a related text from a different listener. Um, uh, it says, is there any way to have an MRI with a pacemaker, especially if the MRI is on my knee? So does it matter because the pacemaker is in your chest? The magnet is always on. They're both on. shaking their head no. The magnet no. is always on. It just – it really – it. The body part is not important. What's mad, What's important is the pacemaker brand and the make and if that is MRI safe. Uh, okay, go ahead, Chip. Do you remember we talked about those tiny things called the gradients? Right. Well, that's the issue is that it can flip 
the on-off switch on these devices. So we turn everything off. First, we turn including your pacemaker. Well, not your pacemaker, but for a, a ventricular shunt, for instance, we turn the settings to zero and turn everything off. A neurostimulator for Parkinson's. We turn this, the settings to zero and then turn everything off because it's going to get switched on and off. But if the settings are at zero, nothing's going to happen. So we have to do all of that before they go in. And then after the patients come out, everything is reset back to where it needs to be. We only have a couple minutes left of the show, but I want to just in a minute talk about what you and I were talking about over coffee before the show, Chip. Um, there are certain patient populations, children come to mind, who get repeated scans. And you talked about how this could be very helpful for getting MRs for kids. Can you say more about that? Unfortunately, there's a fair number of children that have hydrocephalus or they have uh, the ventricles are obstructed and they end up with ventricular shunts. And these patients, unfortunately, every time they hit their head uh, and then they get a headache, the concern is that there's some bleeding that could be there and cause a ventricular shunt obstruction. And if the shunt obstructs, threatening. And so they frequently come to the emergency room and they frequently get rescanned. And the quick and easy is to do a CT scan. One CT scan is not a lot of radiation, but if you accumulate a lot of them, so now we can do this with a very short MRI. It takes a minute or two, and we can see uh, what we're doing, and we don't even have to sedate the children most of the time. Great application for this technology. We're talking to doctors Chip Truitt and Gopal Punjabi from the Department of Radiology at Hennepin Healthcare. Gentlemen, we're out of time. Thank you for being here. It's been great having you. Thank you, David. That's Thank fun. you, David. Denny, it's been great to be Good here. to have you. If you, need, if, if you want to get any of your radiology needs or your primary care needs, we're right down, uh, Matt, we're right down here at Hennepin Healthcare in downtown Minneapolis. The phone number is 612-873-6963. And I do encourage you to go to myhealthymatters.org and um, check out the community health series that's coming up. Next week's show is going to be about? Dr. Laura LaFave is going to talk about diabetes. You heard her briefly on the show last week, and she's going to be here for the whole hour about diabetes. Very good. Overcast in the Twin Cities, our CCO temperature reading uh, holding at 80 degrees. Stay with us. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.